This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today's guest on Diversified Game is Pinnacle the Hustler. You can find him at I Am Pinnacle right now while you listen to this. This guy is a true hustler, brother from the States who lives in South Korea, has opened up Hustle Town uh, Lounge. He's also an MC with the Luna Pirates Band, and he can DJ at your party worldwide. Pinnacle, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, all is going is good. I hope all is blessed over there. I just want to get in to how I even found you on YouTube when you were giving your, you know, your your your, your testimony on how you even got to South Korea and what you were doing. And I just want to say, man, I, I love what you're doing with the lounge. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's something that I mean, you know, we hear a lot on this side, brothers say, oh, I'm about to do this. I'm fixing to do that. But you are really doing it. And it's beautiful the way you're doing it. I mean, give the people who haven't seen you on YouTube just a a, a little brief how you even got to South Korea, because, of course, they're going to say, oh, was it a woman? Um, but how you are it was military <laughs> or it was military you know what I mean they're gonna say one or the other so let people kind of yeah, know yeah. how you got there and, and how you got you know you brought the hustle out there word um so yeah man basically um I st- it started because uh, I was in college at the time and um I had a homegirl that um she got recruited to come out here to teach English to South Korea and she told me and she told a bunch of our friends about it. Um, she told us about the opportunity. And for some reason, everybody said, no, I didn't want to go, which I thought was stupid because I'm like, shoot, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see something new. You know what I mean? We was like, it was like 22, 23, you know what I mean, trying to make moves. So I decided to come out here. And um, when I first came out, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. But um, I was able to work it out. I got involved in the Korean music industry. And then... Um, so, you know, I was making music and performing and doing all that. Then I started doing radio, and then um, I started getting my DJ game right, started promoting events, booking overseas DJs and stuff. And then you know, all of that just kind of snowballed into me being able to start um, getting into ownership, and that's where I'm at now. Okay, and I want you on these next comments that I give, if if I, you know, if I oversell it, just remember – my official title in life is a publicist, so I'm a walking billboard, and you know, sometimes we put five on right. the ten. So if I say too much, <laughs> let me know. But right. you, you you get over there, you know, she's the teaching English thing, but you get into the music, and I'm seeing you doing big stages. I mean, Lollapalooza, South Korea, it looked like you know, you just you had it, <laughs> you had it going on. And so did the music come first before the um, the Hustle Lounge? Yeah, yeah, I was doing music before I opened the lounge. And are you so, mean, are you are you asking right now? Well, well, I'm just I'm I'm asking. Yeah, you you answered it. You 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 got it. You you got the vibe because what I because what I was I was talking about you last night, um, yeah. and I was and I was like, man, this brother did something that I've seen other folks that I know in music, you know, decades ago do is they go overseas and they basically embrace us so much. I think it's that I call it American privilege, but then we got black American privilege. Can you talk about that and how different it was from you doing music in the States than to you doing music in South Korea and all over Asia? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, in in America, if you a black dude that rap, like, you know what I'm saying? You might as well <laughs> you might you might as well just be anybody else breathing on the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, that's like that's like uh that's like that's like people saying, Oh, I'm gonna go to the barbershop today. You know what I mean? It's just a regular thing, it's not a big deal. But in Korea, 
but really just in Asia, um, if you if you come out and you're like, oh, I rap, I make music, I do this, this, and this, like right off the bat, they're gonna be like, oh, this is this is great because <laughs> I love I love listening to R and B or hip hop or whatever. So to see a black person that's out here in front of my face saying that they make this music, this is great. So let me hear something that you're doing, or maybe we can work together. Like you, you get opportunities more easily than you do in America. However, if you don't have, like they have this, there's like a, um, like a standard that you got to meet, which I think is everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's not like you could come out here and be whack and they're going to be like, Oh, just because he's black, that means he's good. Nah, like, Usually you might get an opportunity just because you're black and, you know, they'll put you on stage or, you know, on TV or whatever. But if you can't actually create music that is good, you're not going to get that opportunity again. You actually got to be able to come with something. So it is, initially is different, but at the end of the day, it's all about the music. If, you, if your stuff is whack, you're not going to pop. And, and I think you were smart where you're with a whole band. So it's not just like you're saying, I'm doing me. I can embrace your guys's culture and the things that you got want to hear and can relate with, and then also integrate mine. So it's like a pure, like merge. Tell me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like when you, anytime you go into somebody else's environment, whether it's another country or another neighborhood, you got to, to a certain degree, assimilate to whatever that culture is or whatever it is that they're accustomed to doing. Otherwise, they're not they're not going to embrace you. If you can't embrace us, why why should we embrace you? That's like, you know, when I went to um, I went to go visit my family in L.A. and they told me there's there's a few rules that you need to that you need to understand whenever you step into this neighborhood. If I don't abide by those rules, then I mean I'm already an outsider because I don't live there. But that makes me even more of an outsider, which makes it is going to make it even more difficult for me to maneuver. Does that make sense? All day. I'm from, I'm from that way. You know, I'm from Cali. So I, I mean, from the, I'm from the Bay, but to go to LA, it's certain things that we do that they don't do and vice versa. So you got to know how to move in every turf you're you're at. Exactly. So it's the same, it's the exact same thing whenever you visit in other people's countries, like, you know, there's rules that you got to abide by and you can make your own decisions. Of course, if you don't want to abide by those rules, you don't have to, but then you got to live with whatever that consequence is. So when I'm here, yeah, I'm definitely going to embrace the culture. I'm not going to embrace it so much that I lose who I am as a black man from America, but I'm going to embrace it to a certain degree to where I'm communicating to Koreans or Chinese or Japanese or Filipino, wherever I'm at, like, yo, you know, I understand this is your culture and I'm going to, you know, act accordingly while I'm, while I'm in your country. You feel what I'm saying? I feel it all the way. I'm accused personally. Um, I, I, I've been to 15 plus countries and I'm mm. accused when I go to Africa of, they say, man, Kellen, how you know the language, you know, depending where I'm at. And I say, wherever yeah. you go, you should know how to say hello. You know, I've been lost in Agreed. many countries. So, it, it, and people tell me, they start arguing, like, you're not from America. Where are you really from? I say, man, where <laughs> you want me to be from? You know, <laughs> So, so I hit if I hit South Korea and I get my little Korean on, they might be like, "Hey, w- w- like, who's your father for real?" Just uh, it is what it is. I gotta embrace your culture and know how to get around because it, it sucks right. to be lost and don't be able to speak the language. And I did that as yeah. a young man. So, so I, I, I feel it. Like I wouldn't even be mad at you if you said, you know, um, I'm in the full traditional garb in South Korea. Like I'm embracing right. it. They embracing me, and in America, y'all weren't feeding me, and I could have been just another number, maybe shot dead, you know, bef- before right. I could really show you my greatness. Talk about some of those the, the different rules and things, because I don't want someone to hear this interview and then say, let me go to uh, South Korea and bring my ignorance. Let, let's educate them real quick on things that they should not do when coming to South Korea and, you know, try to mess up the good name that you and others have put out there for us brothers out there in, in South Korea. Talk about just some of the things that maybe they need to leave in the States or some things they need to bring. So they, they will be, you know, um, reputable and have some type of, you know, maybe skill set. 
you know, whether it be soft well, skills or, or, or trade, what are some of the things you wish brothers did not do when they come to South Korea or maybe some things you did do that you wish you could have not did, you know? Right. I mean, basically, man, I, it's three rules that I, that I, I mainly abide by whenever I'm traveling. First rule, number one, is always be polite. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're in an uncomfortable situation or even if somebody is being rude to you or, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, doing something they're not supposed to do, at the end of the day, not only are we not from there, but we also black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we kind of, we had a, a, a disadvantage. So the last thing I'm going to do is give somebody a reason to really want to uh, screw me over. Second thing that I remember whenever I'm traveling um, I mean, this is for Korea and everywhere is always keep your cool, you know, and again, just like, like in the first rule, like it's going to be, it's going to be, you're going to be in uncomfortable situations. You're going to be in situations that are not fair to you. There's going to be things that's going to piss you off. But if you lose your cool and you act, you know, you act in a, uh, in a crazy way, that, I mean, that's all they need to put you to detain you or put you in jail or take you to immigration or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Especially don't let it be somebody with power that's a weak person and is having a bad day, you're going to be the person they're going to target. You know what I mean? And then um, the third thing is uh, you already, you already hit on it. Just learn a little bit of the language. I just, I I remember how to say um, hello, please. And thank you. And those three things, I mean, that's carried me a long way. Even when I'm traveling to other places, I say them three things. They're like, Oh, I know you don't speak this language, but at least he's at least he's nice. You know what I mean? People be giving me discounts on stuff, or they'll give me some free stuff. I'll be having random old women hugging me, like you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I've had some I've had some great experiences traveling overseas just by keeping those three rules. You feel know I me? Mean? That that's beautiful. That's life lessons that you know grandma should have put into you at four and five. If you didn't get it, you got it live from Pinnacle, man. Follow him at I am Pinnacle <laughs> right right now. <laughs> And, and, and you just said something, you know, about the women and giving you hugs. A lot of folks, and a lot of times I blame it on the military guys, but a lot of folks say, oh, I'm going to go to Asia and they're going to go, you know, maybe for the women and have that um, fake Asian fantasy because, and you tell me if I'm wrong <laughs> on this, but right. I know people who say, oh, but Asian women are so docile. I said, you ain't met a docile woman in your life. You just ain't been around her long enough, man. So she can give you some strife. (laughs) Asian women aren't what you think in that TV screen in America they are. But there are some brothers who say, I'm going to go out there just for the women. Talk about the women and, and talk about, you know, um, just your experience, um, you know, the good, the bad, the, the ugly. Oh man! All right, so where do I start? All right, so look. Um, so basically, when it comes to all right, when it comes to women, period. Um, I I kind of there's I I kind of have I kind of have rules when it come to when it come to women in general, and then when it come to Korean women, or I should just say like Asian women, period. The rules are basically the same, but it differs a little bit based on the situation, right? So um, whether a woman is docile or not, or however you want to try to categorize her or, you know, whatever, like women generally are pretty strong, you know what I'm saying? And they don't, they don't like, they don't like weak men. This is, this is a general rule that I've, um, that I've come across. Even women that are kind of like, they're kind of soft or like they're very sensitive or very emotional. They, they don't generally want to do that's emotional or soft or sensitive like them. But at the same time, they also don't want some overpowering dude trying to come in and, and just be a dick to people. You know what I mean? And I've, I've seen dudes act in both of those ways. They act real soft and then they just act real overbearing. So my first rule when it comes to women is always maintain a balance. You know, I always try to balance strength and sensitivity. You don't want to be so... Uh, quote unquote strong that you you miss out on the beautiful things in life and you can't pay attention to uh, how somebody else is feeling when they're going through things or um, you know paying attention to things that people don't say like that's a really great way to understand how somebody is some some dudes they try to act so hard and so tough that they they miss out on some of the softer things in life but 
on the other side of that, some dudes are so soft that they like they can't really do things that a man is supposed to do, like like provide protection to a woman. Like most women not gonna be around a dude that she doesn't feel is gonna protect her when when the time comes. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. So when it, it so that's that's like my first rule is about balance, and then the second one is um again just what I was saying about traveling like be polite, you know I'm always polite. They're not not even if I'm trying to get with somebody, but just you know even if it's my female friends or uh, my staff workers or you know another DJ that I'm working with, I'm always polite to them. I, I don't want them to feel like oh I'm just I'm trying to hit on you. I'm just I'm just being polite because that's that's how my personality is. And a lot of times, if a woman is really feeling you more than just a friend, just out of you being polite and, and maintaining that balance, you can take it to another level if, if, if both of y'all so choose. You follow what I'm saying? Man, I you, you, and, um, I get it. Give them the game, man. Give them the game. I've been, I've been, you know, retired but not expired for a minute. For, for <laughs> so, 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 give them the game because I, I, I'm married to an African. So people yeah. say, Kevin, you can't be married the way you talk, and then they meet my wife and say, "Oh, y'all crazy for real," you know. But, but, but her grandfather had over a hundred wives, so I, I, I saw, um, you know, that that sound good until you die early. So you say, "Oh." hold on he did that so i ain't got to do that you know you know jay said you know and, and and you really see what um what too many situations can do for your health and your wealth yeah. and um right. you know so no that that's a beautiful thing i just want people to really get an embrace people don't talk about you know the the how everybody is crazy to me everybody is the yeah. same you just got to really get to know somebody. But if you're talking about a one night stand or, you know, just, just sniffing it for the night, of course, that sounds easy, but that come in every shade and color uh, across the of country. Course. You know, right. that, 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 that homeboy <laughs> HIV, done, he done slipped worldwide. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he, uh, he, he can get you either way. So I, I just wanted you to touch on that because that, that's something real that people can feel. With the with the music though, when you're putting this music out, are you even focused on the American charts? Are you just saying, "Let me hit in Asia," or is it just South Korea? Where's your mind state when making a song? I mean, honestly, it really just depends on. I don't. I don't really focus on whether it's the Korean people or not. I pretty much make music for me because I like doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't have to. It's not a business for me. I, I'm not. I don't have to make money off of off of a song. If I put out a song or a video or whatever, nobody buys it. It don't matter. I just like to do it. Like I gotta. I'm. I have a comfortable enough financial situation right now to where I can just. I can just be comfortable doing what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like even when I go to travel to DJ, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't really have like these strict demands of like how much money I want and all this. So I'm just like, look, man, just give me this, this, this. And I'll come kick it and come stand for you because, you know, I got money flowing in other places. But the fact that I can do music and the fact that I can DJ and I can throw events and stuff has taken me to places that I never would have been if I couldn't do it. So the experience is, the, the experience is worth more to me than trying to, uh, you know, market, market my music in a certain way so I can make money. Because a lot of times, you, you lose, as an artist, you lose your soul when you put more into marketing than you do into the music. So it just, it really depends on how I'm feeling when I make the song or I'm collaborating with somebody or, you know, what the track is saying to me. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care if it's for the American market or the Korean market, whoever's feeling it is feeling it. Okay. So you're doing some real, some real art where you get what you get. If you dig it, you dig it, and you, but you're tapped in out there. So I just wonder, does the pressure, you know, is there ever pressure to say, man, I got to hit the festivals next year. I got to give them something that they will want because, you know, I know the States is fickle. So even if they catch it, they may only catch it for a short wave, but you just, you doing it to do it because you got hustle town and that seems to be what that's the bread and butter. Oh uh, yeah. The, na- the name of the lounge is hustle. Hustle. Yeah. And you know, I yeah. keep saying town and I'm going to do that. You got to, you know, you got to for, 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 forgive me, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of the public school system, you know? Um, and, and, and so when you got hustle, that's the bread and butter. Um, 
can can you talk about that? Like how much of your music notoriety helped hustle grow where people were like, oh man, that's the brother who does the music. And then they all showed up or did they just show up because you're the only game in town doing it the way you're doing it? Yeah, that's interesting that you asked me that. I literally was just talking to somebody about this a couple of days. I was listening to that conversation. I'm I'm that guy. I was I got my ear to the street <laughs> even in South Korea. You just didn't see that's me. But go ahead. <laughs> um basically, you know, the reason that Hustle even popped in the beginning was um it it mainly was because I was doing events before I opened that spot. And um, I had a I, I have a real strong network here in Seoul because I was doing events because I make music, you know I got I'm I'm in touch with a lot of DJs, artists, you know just other uh, promoters, club owners, stuff like that. So, you know, when I opened the spot, I already had a platform, like a customer base that I could that I could um, petition to, and you know those people basically came through and supported me. And a lot of them still do support me. So a lot of them left the country, unfortunately. But, you know, a lot of people that still here, a lot of them still come through. There's a, a homegirl that came through last night. I ain't seen her. Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever seen her at Hustle. But she used to come to my parties back in the day. And um, she, she was like, yeah, I just wanted to come in and, so, and just say what's up because I, I hadn't seen you in a long time. I was like, that's dope. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much how that happened. Okay, so you had the party scene going and you know just in, in the network and, and now you're giving folks a place that you that can have a drink get some hookah whatnot and it seems right. cracking i mean it seems like you could be in new york you know when you look on the inside so i mean i i, I love it how how does yeah how does that you know out here in the in the states you get when you're a club promoter or you have your own spot it seems like every city we go to, when we try to put it together, they're trying to take it apart. How does that work yeah. in South Korea? Is the is the government, you know, are they saying, okay, cool, as long as you follow the rules? Are they, you know, are they, you know, friend or foe? I mean, it, it really, again, it just kind of, it was what I was saying earlier about somebody in power having a bad day. <laughs> Everything, mm. as far as I'm, as far as I look at it, everything is a variable. You know, it, 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 the situation can go wrong at any time. So, I just try to stay prepared. You know, like I, I'm the only, as far as I know, I don't know if there are any other ones, but as far as I know, I'm the only black business owner in Seoul that, that, that in this industry. And um, and I know I know how it is in this industry. Like, you, if you if you're doing good, then that means somebody is losing some customers somewhere else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And Harlem um, Nights. If I'm cool. Yeah. Again. It's Harlem Nights, you know? You yeah, winning, yeah, somebody, yeah, right. yeah, somebody's peeping you out, like, hold on. No, that's right. So I know I'm I know I'm on somebody's radar. Now, if I'm Korean, they're going to be like, okay, well, he Korean, so that means he probably has this, this, and this, so, you know, I'm probably going to let it go. But me, not number one, not being Korean, they probably like, you know, that means he probably doesn't have this type of uh, work situation where he probably don't have this or this. And then take it a step further, me being black, because I know white business owners, I know Korean business owners, obviously, I don't know no black Korean, or no black business owners. So if somebody really wanted to, like, really wanted to make a problem, I'm an easy target. I stand out. <laughs> you feel me? So so when it comes to, like, doing business, I'm, I make sure I do everything on the up and up. I don't I don't hire no employees that don't have the, the proper paperwork. I don't care how good they are. We don't we don't buy any products. Like, you know, like if we buy liquor, for example, like I could go on the military base and buy some liquor for real cheap and sell it at my in my establishment, but that's illegal. Right? So even if the liquor costs more if I get it through the Korean distributor, I'm always going through the Korean distributor because I don't never want nobody to check my paperwork and be like, Oh, this is wrong. So now now we have a way we can get at you. You feel me? And I always yeah. stay lawyered up. As a matter of fact, after we finish this interview, I'm about to go. I'm taking my lawyer out to lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Real talk. So I'm always going to make sure I got a, uh, a strong platform and I got walls around me to protect myself in case somebody ever want to try to shoot at me. Now that's 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 beautiful. That's that's beautiful to to hear. And 
you know, I'm in America, so it's always a war zone out here. And you already know the propaganda that they try to push towards, you know, the rest of the world because they don't want us to leave like you have. Um, How is it, you know, running a hip hop establishment? Because here, you know, they try to say, oh, it's too much of a liability and fights and this and that. Do you even have those issues where you're at? So you, you broke up just a little bit. Can, can you repeat that, please? Oh, yeah. I was talking about the, the safety. And, you know, out here in the States, they always try to say, oh, hip-hop establishments have to be cut because of the safety, the fights, whatever, shootouts. Um, but 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 in South Korea, I doubt you have to deal with, with that too much. So, But can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Actually, um... <laughs> It's a couple ratchet clubs out here, man. I've seen, I've seen some people like for real throw down, and it's always funny to me because I'm like, yo, we in Korea, yo. <laughs> but uh, you know, some of us you can't take nowhere. But anyway, um, in my spot, um, we actually, it's not people, people dance and you know they they kick it and have a good time, but it's not like a club. You know what I mean? Like if we play some ratchet music, ain't nobody. Ain't nobody gonna be in there, um, you know, pushing people and you know, like throwing people around. It, it don't get it don't get live like that. Uh, however, there have been a couple of times where you know, a couple of dudes felt felt the need to be disrespectful to some of my female customers, and that's something I do not I do not tolerate because most of my staff is women. You feel me? So, you know, as the boss, I'm I'm, I'm not doing my job if I don't protect. If I don't protect the women that that come into the establishment, whether especially my staff, but also also the customers, so you know it's been a couple times I had to check dudes for, for acting out of pocket, and then they feel like they want to get tough, so you know I had to you know physically handle that situation. I ain't punch them or nothing like that, but I had to get them up out of there. You know what I mean? But other than that, we don't really have any issues, and I and I feel like because I know so many people that come through the hustle, even if there was a problem, I know that I have enough backup in that, in that spot to where we'll be able to defuse the problem quickly and efficiently. And, you know, I was going to put the bleep button on. I said, man, he from Cincinnati. I don't want him to say what he really did. Because yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati is just like Oakland. So it's no need. Yeah, I didn't do nothing. You know, I, I paid somebody to, you know, escort them out properly. But I know the blood runs hot in Cincinnati. So you always want to, you know, I still got it. And I, I will still remove you the way I need to remove you. So, nah, it's, it's all exactly. good. This, this ain't Vlad TV, man. We're not looking for no confessions. Um, <laughs> you know, but no, that, that, that's, 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 that's beautiful. Well, can you, can you talk about then the startup cost? Because this is a business podcast and we like to try to make it as simple for like a 14 year old boy who's listening to say, well, okay, I move out there. I could teach English, you know, with a high school diploma at some places I've heard, you know, but then what are the startup costs to be able to do that? Do you need 5,000? Do you need, you know, 100,000 to start a business like that where you're at? Hmm. Uh, man, that's kind of a, it's kind of a difficult question to answer because because um, things change so much out here and so quickly. I remember when I first started doing business, I found out that um, you could you could just own, you could start a business out there for a hundred million won. In USD, that's like it's like ninety five thousand dollars, something like that. I was like, man, I ain't got that much. <laughs> like, there's got to be another way. And oh. so what I did was I found I found a loophole to where I actually was able to start the business just for a couple thousand dollars. And, the, and the, re- the reason I had did that was because I opened my business in, in America already. And there was a loophole to where I could make a branch office in Korea from my American company. So I just had to pay the lawyer, pay the, um, the taxes and the, whatever the government fees are. And it ended up being about two, $3,000. And I was able to, and I was able to start, start working out here in Korea and, um, you know, just, just doing business like that. But, 
Now they got like a startup visa that you can do. They have other ways to where you can get Korean visas. If you have a, if you have like an F visa in Korea, you know, I don't think you need any money to start a business, but it takes a lot to get to that F visa. You feel what I'm saying? Um, it takes it take some time. You got to learn Korean and, you know, pass some kind of tests and do some other stuff. But the, the reason, that's why I say it's kind of a difficult question to, to answer because it's not, it's not just black and white. It's not like you can just walk, you know, just come to Korea and walk on the land and then the next day be like, all right, I'm about to start this business. It, it don't work like that. There's, you got to figure out all the loopholes and figure out how to get, get that get that business started. Or you got $95,000, you can just go to the immigration office and pay them. And then, you know, boom, you got a business. But I, I ain't trying to do that. And, and you found out about the loophole while you were already there, correct? Right. B- because so many times, you know, you there's a big, this being the 400 years of, you know, the uh, the slave trade in America, folks are like, man, I want to go to Africa and I want to become a citizen, not understanding once you become a citizen of a country, there's taxes to pay and different responsibilities right. and you ain't even been there. So you might want to see what it's like before you go. Um, and right. there's, there's all type of business loopholes everywhere you go. So when you start a business in South Korea, like you have, are you then eligible for citizenship any easier? Yeah, actually, um, with this, with this, well, it, again, it depends on what, what path you take. Like, there's a few paths that you can take to, to become a, well, not a citizen, but um, it's like having a green card in America. The only difference is called having an F visa. I think it's an F5 or something like that. But the only difference between a citizen and you having an F visa is that you can't vote. So, you know, it's pretty dope, actually. <laughs> but there's there's a, there's a few different avenues that you can take to get that. And um, when I actually whenever I need help with visa stuff, I usually go to something called the Seoul Global Center. It's in this area called um, Jongno, like in the, in the middle of the city, and uh, they they help out a lot with visa services and uh, business related items and stuff like that. So matter of fact, I'm about to go see them on Friday. I got some stuff I need help with. But um, yeah, they they help out a lot. So if anybody's trying to come to Korea and you know start business or you know try to get like a, a F visa or something like that, like the Seoul Global Center and Jongno is the best place to go. Okay, okay, and and I mean having the hustle and you got the music. What other business ventures are you looking at? I know you see some other things out there. Like wait, I I I could probably do this, this, and that. What other things yeah. do you have your eye on? Man, um actually what I'm 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 actually doing research right now into uh into the stock market. Because um you know, I, I really want to start investing and doing things to where I can I can start getting dividends, make it having my money work for me. And um a good way to do that is doing stocks, but I don't really have a deep understanding of it yet. So I started reading some books about it, and um, I, I don't know when I'm gonna actually get into it, but I need to expand my my knowledge base on that first. But that's that's the next thing that I'm looking into. And then uh, aside from that, I'm planning I plan to expand uh, expand hustle and open some new branches because I mean that's just like the logical move. I ain't trying to just be working one branch for <laughs> for the rest of my life. You feel me? So I want to expand. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the hustle, I mean, that that almost sounds like something that could be franchised out. And, you know, wherever, you know, somebody wants to pay you to use the name and the game that you've done to lay it out. So people can have a a laid back, um, laid back experience um, and and kick back. Um, You're talking about stock, you know, we like to get the game, but we also like to give it. And I'm going to send you um, something that's similar to stocks. We've had a, a couple people on on the Forex. And I don't know if you've tapped mm. into the Forex at all. But it, it's basically the um, buying. You're, you're predicting if currencies are going to go up and down in the world. Right. And, and um, we even had our broker, our Forex broker, come on. And, you know, he gave the game on how they're doing that where you're just giving money. And to this day, we haven't lost any money, and I'm happy. Mm. 
because you know it's just the way to move your money differently um in this economy this global economy yeah so so i'm definitely i'll send you some episodes on that um but you know so you're when's your next tour for music or your next shows and where are you going actually uh i'm I'm headed over to the philippines next week i got um i got two gigs one in manila and one in um angela city Oh, in America, they call it Angeles City. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm about to be over there for a week, just being ignorant and DJing. So you travel uh, around Asia. Um, South, South, you're in South Korea. That's where the home base is. But is that yeah. your favorite place in Asia? Or have you found somewhere that you're like, you know what? It's cracking over here, too. Well, my favorite place is the Philippines, man. I love it over there. What is it about the Philippines? First of all, don't be. I know you're over there smiling. Don't be saying that with a smile on your face. But <laughs> well, you are. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but look, keep it 100, though, man. Like, Filipino culture is, um, it reminds me so much of black culture. It's crazy. Like, um, just, just the way that they, just, I don't know, just the way that they are, like, they're real family oriented. You know what I'm saying? When I'm around like old Filipino ladies, they just, like, they say the type of stuff that my grandma would say, it'd be cracking me up. And, um, you know, the weather is, is just, I mean, except for the monsoon season, that sucks. But other than that, the weather's always real nice. It's a tropical place. The food is great. Everything is cheap. The girls are nice. You know what I mean? Like, I, like in Korea, man, they be rude over here. I don't like that. Like if I hold the door for somebody, they don't. They, they just walk through. They don't say thank you. I don't yell at a few people for that. I mean, don't be walk through, walk through, and not say thank you. I know you see me on the door for you, but in the Philippines, they're actually polite. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like I said, like I said earlier in the interview, will go a long way. So, you know what I mean? Like everybody just real cool. I ain't never had no problems. Anything. I don't think I ever had any problems with anybody in the Philippines, man. It's always been real cool. Like, don't nobody bother me. Like, I mean, it's not totally safe over there, but, I mean, shoot, I'm from Cincinnati, so I know how to look out for danger. So it's it's, it's just been straight. This is great. I like it. Okay. Now, and I want to tap into that just so we can have the record clear so people don't, they don't kind of guess. Do they not say anything like thank you in South Korea sometimes because you are a black man or sometimes the women just expect that out of men in South Korea so they just don't say thank you sometimes. No, they just rude. Okay. <laughs> they just rude. Not all of them like yeah, they just, I mean some people some people I, I run into some nice people but in general man like Korean Korean culture is very rude. They be bumping into you all the time coughing and sneezing all in your face, don't want to cover their mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just I don't I don't I don't I'm not really a fan of that, but that's just how they are. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things that but that's what I was saying before about like, you know, I can't be getting mad at somebody every time they do something that I consider to be rude because that's their culture. Like I can't come over here and tell them how to act. You know what I mean? This is this not my land, it's not my people. But it is something that I don't like. Okay, okay. And 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 we hear that about certain Asian certain Asian places. The thing that I've noticed in life is the browner the people get, the more the, the cultures relate. I, I I just see it. Like you talk about Filipinos, man. I I know them like, you know, I grew up with them. Uh folks from, you know, the Laotian people, Cambodians. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, hold on, but it just seems like the people who like to, uh, I, I don't want to go, I don't even want to go there, but it, it's, I, I just see I, correlations. I you, yeah, you, you feel me? Like, there's something about I when this, hun- about. yeah, when this, the sun hits you and this melanin get in your body, it's just, okay, I understand, <laughs> yeah, that food, we eat the same food, yeah, you know? <laughs> right. But but you know what? There's history to that because many people will say those folks have African descent. You know, even folks from the Fiji Islands will say we come from Africa. You know, I I got a neighbor. He's like, we're African, you know, from the Fiji Islands. 
with the history behind it. I know the Filipinos had Negritos and, and all that. So there just may be that cultural thing where, man, we are connected somehow. Um, and, and, and personally, I mean, you in South Korea, so I don't, I don't want to, you know, say anything negative, but for me, if my women ain't over 140 pounds in life, <laughs> it, it wasn't the woman for me. So I'd be cool. Like, I'd be like, okay, cool. Y'all here, but y'all, you know, uh, you ain't 140 pounds and up. I'm going to break you. So <laughs> that's, 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 I'm cool with breaking them sometimes. You know, I, I back in the day, I was tired of changing my sheets. You did, so I just that I needed some. Some I needed. It's like when a Hummer goes against in a crash. You don't want to go against no Hummer, no Fiat, or smart car. You need to be a fair. <laughs> you know that, and, and and that Fiat and smart car, that bumper ain't meant the same. It's rubbery. And ain't got no bounce pushback sometimes. So, you know, uh, man, this is real talk. This is that real spit that y'all are getting, real game. Um, and I don't, I don't talk like this with everybody um, because they wouldn't understand it. Like, what do you mean the, right, the smart right, car, right. the Fiat bumper? It seems sturdy to me. Nah, it's 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 no bounce back. And if you don't know what that is, <laughs> you, you just lost in the sauce. But uh, not <laughs> you know what? I'm done. I'm getting off the phone with you. <laughs> Man, hey, it, it can turn like that when you giving it when you come real. You won't get this on CNN, you know. But oh, nah, man, man I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. And I want people to go check out your Instagram, the I am Pinnacle people. That's P I N N A C L E. It'll be in the description box if you didn't catch that. But you can always rewind. Um, you know. I want you to keep us updated with what you got going on. I also, Pinnacle, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to send you something. I want you to come on a client show to talk about, he has a a much bigger audience than us with over a million subscribers, Mm -hmm. but I'd like you to talk about your experience. And I promise you, he has more sense than I. So it will be, you know, (laughs) a more formal interview but I'm having fun with you just because I, I can and I don't get to do that all the time. So I, I, I appreciate you and, um, you know, keep us posted if you got something new coming out. But I'm going to hit you, hit you up and say, man, come on, be a Skype onto this platform, um, please, because people need well, we need to get out of here. I mean, a lot of folks haven't even left their hood and they need to right, see, right, right. you know, they need to see what you're seeing to get some exposure and up the game. Yeah, I'm with that. Okay, well, well I, I appreciate you. Pre- appreciate you. Let me know if I missed anything or if there's, you know, anywhere that the people that you want them to go to that I did not mention, um, let them know. Say, say that again. You said let, let, let you know. Yeah. If there, if the if there's anywhere like a Spotify or or you know, I know you have your YouTube channel. I see you put more and more into, um, you know, if there's a, a another place besides Instagram, you want them to follow you at. Let them know. I mean, right now, man, I'm just I'm really pushing uh, Instagram and, and YouTube. Um, I also have my Facebook, but Facebook really ain't popping no more. <laughs> but Not, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, for right now, just definitely get at me on uh, Instagram. Uh, the, the handle is I am Pinnacle, and uh, search for uh, search for Pinnacle the Hustler on YouTube. Okay, I, I want you to leave us with our it's a question we like to ask every guest. What is your community give back that you are doing right now, or that you want to do in the future? Uh, actually, um. <laughs> Again, I tell you, this is another conversation I had like a week ago. Um, so, you know, I don't remember if I, I think I talked about this in the, the other YouTube uh, video that I did, but I told, did I tell you about the, uh, or do you know about the first club that I have that failed? No, no t- tell us, tell us about it. All right. So basically, what happened was before I up, opened the uh, hustle lounge that I have now, I had a club. 
And that club was also called Hustle. And I partnered with this dude. I, actually, it's really my fault because I didn't do my due diligence and uh, really look into him like I should have. But I partnered with this Korean dude, and um, he ended up just being just a terrible person, terrible businessman and terrible person. And he did a lot of shady things that really messed up the business, so I ended up closing, uh, closing the club. And upon doing that, you know, I pretty much lost everything. Like, it was it was a terrible time in life. It was probably the worst the worst situation I've ever been in in my life. So um, from that, you know what I'm saying, I kind of had to rebuild everything. And I'm at this point, I'm just now finally, like, getting out of the debt that I had from that club and, you know, starting to feel more, you know, more comfortable, more free. And, um, you know, the Lord has blessed me a lot. Like, I'm really, really blessed. And I've had an opportunity to help out some of my other friends that that just happened to get into a situation where they needed some assistance. And I'm like, yo, I, I, now I have a, a, a better platform where I can provide assistance. Take this, um, whatever it is you need, take it and don't pay me back. Just just take it. And, you know, of course, when there's people close to you, they're like, no, 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 I'm going to pay you back. And no, I don't even want you to because, you know, obviously you're close to me for a reason. You gave me support back in the day when, you know, I didn't have a lot at the time or you helped me when I needed it. Just, I just want you to take this and do whatever it is that you got to do because I want to see you come up too. You feel me? And um, people, sometimes people reach out to me. Sometimes I don't even know who they are. Like I just, I had a meeting with somebody about a, a month and a half ago. Um, we was we was at uh, the hustle on the rooftop, and um, it was a group of people. And one of the, one of the girls, this black girl that was in the group, she was like, "You own this place?" And I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "How did you do that?" <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, like, you know, I just started the business. And she was like, man, I've been trying to um, get my business off the ground, and I feel like people keep giving me the wrong advice, and I don't know where to turn. And I was just wondering if you have some time to meet to meet me so I can ask you some questions. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And um, so I set up this meeting to go talk to her. And one of my staff members, um, she asked me about it. Uh, I think she, I think she must have been on the rooftop or something. And she was like, "Why are you gonna go meet this girl? Like, do you know her?" No, nah, I don't know her. I just met her that day. And she like she just couldn't wrap her head around it. She's like, "I don't understand," because she knows how busy I am. She's like, "Why are you taking time to go meet this person that you don't know? Like, is she gonna do something for you, or are you getting some benefit out of it?" And I was like, "Look, man, like you don't." You don't need to always be looking for a benefit or a reason to help somebody. Your reason to help somebody should just be because you have you can help them. You see what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. um, I was like, shoot, yeah, like I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if people didn't help me just because they could. You feel me? So I'm like, if she needs something, and I have the means to to give her this knowledge, it would really it would it would be like a. a Sin is kind of kind of a harsh word, but it would it would just be a negative thing on me to not give somebody this information when I have the ability to do so. So, what I'm doing right now, as far as like community outreach, is just providing what I can. You feel me? Like if I got knowledge, I got some information, I have experience that I can provide to other people to help them get to where they want to be. And in the future, I want to do more things where I can, you know, kind of expand that 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 platform of assistance to help people. To, to achieve their dreams and do more things that they want to do. I even want to do stuff like I was thinking about this the other day. It's hot outside in Cooksville. Like I want to just buy like a thousand bottles of water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put a hustle logo on them joints and just pass that out on the corner. But I ain't, you know, I can't just be buying thousand dollars of bottles right now. But maybe next year, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe next year I could do something like that. But it's just like little stuff like that that I want to do where I can you know, help more people. So that's just, I mean, that's just where I'm at. You know what I mean? Man, do that, brother, because you, you use the right word when you say sin, because when you think about, you know, they, they, they say, you know, okay, what's sin in the Bible, whatnot, but sin is, you know, it's the act of wrongdoing. And when you know you can do right, and it's something about discernment, that's a spiritual matter. And you say, you know, I know I'm yeah. supposed to be doing this because uh, God put it on my heart to do it. And I know I should, and I could, and then I hold back. That's like a sin because he didn't gave me the opportunity to make that happen. Right, right. And I said, yeah. oh, no, I'm not going to do that for whatever reason. Because sometimes, you you know, you're like, I don't want to stun on nobody or I don't want it to be, look at like I'm doing this just because. But sometimes 
the more good that can be put out in the world, the better the world and yeah. what we're supposed to be doing. Because a lot of folks hold back. You know what I mean? And, and nowadays right. in the States, you might do good and get a hashtag. But I tell them, man, I might just get a hashtag because you can get you can get a, a hashtag for anything nowadays. You know, I, I tell right. all my brothers overseas, don't rush to come home. Ain't nothing changed. You know, venture right. off. Uh, and, um, you know, being married to a um, an immigrant, uh, we have ties and things that we do overseas and we get out more than often. But, you know, it, man, do that because people need it. And you making us look good all around the world. They done painted a bad picture with the brush of, you know, we all boys in the hood to, to many people, right. even in Africa. So, so yeah, do, do you keep pushing? And um, I sent you already, like I said, we're we going to have you on um, another platform, God willing. And I really appreciate you, man. No doubt, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for reaching out to me. Oh, yeah, man. Be be blessed out there. Have a, a good, safe, wild, but safe time. <laughs> so. All right. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.